All right. Welcome back to the Casey Campbell podcast. Casey Campbell with you, of course, and we're pleased to be joined by the one, the only Lee Spencer, who of course has spent, um, of course, who writes for Racing Boys as well as spent over most of her career at Dirt Tracks. How's it going, Lee? It's going great. How are you, Casey? I'm doing well. Um, okay, so we got the Bristol Dirt Race coming up in the next few weeks, but first off, how exciting is it to have NASCAR back on dirt for the first time in over 50 years? I'm, I'm amazed, but I'm not amazed because I can remember being at Chili Bowl a couple of years ago and, and in walks Steve O'Donnell and his band of merry men. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? And um, they quickly embraced the whole Chili Bowl experience. And I don't know if you've ever been before, but this is really the Super Bowl of midgets. Every January, everybody who's anybody in racing makes the pilgrimage to, to Tulsa and it's, you know, you'll, you'll see people from all walks of life there, Roger Penske, um, Bobby Unser, um, you know, Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart on the tractor. I mean, it's like people go back to their roots and NASCAR, we, my husband Reed and I, we told them for years, you have got to come and experience this because you will see a dynamic between the drivers and the fans that you can't get anywhere other than at a dirt track. I mean, you might get a taste of it when you go to spring training for baseball. Um, you certainly don't, you know, the, the days of kids waiting around for autographs from their major league players, those, those days are over. But if you go to a dirt track, you'll see drivers, even, you know, the Chase Elliott's, the Christopher Bell's and, and Kyle Larson's of the world going to their merchandise, wherever it's set up. It might be a, ta a table, it might be a van, you know, whatever it is, the driver will sit there and sign autographs and you can make that one-on-one -on -one connection. And then, you know, establish a rapport that you just can't get anywhere in motorsports. And I think when NASCAR started seeing that, they said, there's a market we need to tap into because and you've probably noticed this in the short time that you've covered racing or covered NASCAR in particular. Um, it used to be when these guys elevated themselves to the ranks of cup. And most times it didn't happen until they were in their late twenties, early thirties, right? Look at a guy like Dale Jarrett. I mean, he was almost 40 years old when he won his first cup championship because he had to pay his dues. None of these kids pay their dues. Um, none of these kids are at their local short track making a name for themselves and then having some guy say, hey, you know, look at that guy. I think I'll give him a shot in, in my, you know, beginner car, you know, training wheels, whatever. Um, I, I think it's somebody like um, Clint Boyer when that happened and Richard Childress saw him run a narco race and said, wow, you know, I need to give this guy a tryout. We don't have testing anymore. We don't even have practice for God's sake. So, um, you know, these kids that came from dirt, they had an opportunity, Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, uh, Casey Kane, established their fan base in the grassroots, but long before they came to NASCAR and they brought those fans with them. And I think NASCAR realizes that the Harrison Burtons of the world, I mean, Harrison Burton didn't get started at a short track and, and build a fan base. Noah Gregson didn't start at a short track and build a fan base. All this fan base, all of a sudden, it's like they were thrust into NASCAR and, NAS and you know, NASCAR expects the fans to like them. I mean, how do you, you know, how do people get to know a personality 
um, get to know their style of racing if they never saw it anywhere other than at a NASCAR track. So kind of going into putting dirt on Bristol, when you first heard about that this was going to happen, what, what did you think and how much, you know, how much dirt goes on the track? There's a whole thing of that. But what did you think that Bristol was going to be the place to have the, the, have the first dirt race? Well, it's the ideal place from a standpoint. I, I talked to Sammy Swindell. Sammy Swindell, the only you know time NASCAR or sorry, the only time Bristol put dirt on the track, um, it was you know more than two decades ago, right? And so Sammy Swindell won the two World of Outlaw races, and um, he said he knew having run a, I think it was a truck or an Xfinity car there, he knew it was going to be really, really fast. And it was, and, and Sammy always loved fast. So the drivers that really dig fast are going to do well there, you know, despite what they did. I mean, um, you know, Bristol, it, it, they call it the last great Coliseum. And when you think about these guys going after it the way that they will, and, you know, having heat races and having a pill draw and, you know, all the little nuances that happen in grassroots, you know, clearly NASCAR is reaching out towards a fan, you know, a specific fan or trying to, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're trying to entice a different, you know, style of fan to come into um, the NASCAR ranks and kind of get a feel for what they can do. And I think trucks are going to be a blast. You know, these guys that run out have run Eldora, um, you know, and there's a handful of guys that have won at Eldora that are going to be in the cup race as well. I think you're going to see, um, you know, that part of it's going to be really fun to watch the guys that really understand dirt and know dirt. And I don't know if you were on the zoom cast that they did with, with, uh, I was his name, Steve Smith, I guess the, yeah, the guy from, um, uh, sports, uh, speedway motorsports. Yeah. Um, you know, he talked about getting a hold of people who really knew dirt and, you know, that makes all the difference in the world is finding the proper people to know what kind of dirt, you know, is best for an environment because every area that you bring dirt into is different. I was at a, I was at the gateway nationals, uh, which was in St. Louis, maybe three years ago. And the dirt had, you know, it had snowed when they were bringing in the dirt. So the dirt was just incredibly wet and they never, it really never produced the show that they were looking for. And dirt has certain nuances that um, the environment can, can affect. And I think that it was really smart on their part, getting a hold of people who are experts in dirt, as silly as that might seem, but you have to groom a track a certain way um, you know, to build the proper berm, to build the proper cushion and, and to be able to go and race. And I think they, you know, they were really smart how they went about getting the top experts in the country to do that. So, so kind of explain what, what type of dirt is going to be on this track. Well, to hear, you know, and I wanted to talk to him at length and I was trying to arrange to do something before they had that big blowout, um, Zoom cast because as you know that you, you don't want to you know hog all the questions and, and we didn't really get into the intricacies but he was talking about Tennessee clay 
And so I think that from that standpoint, it's going to be interesting. Um, Sammy Swindell told me that if they had the same dirt that they used in the past, it would be a great show. And what Steve said is that they're using that original dirt for the base and then filling it in with, you know, Tennessee clay in places that um, will, you know, that they need. And, and, you know, you think about that place and you think about the banking and I mean, of course they're going to need filler, but um, I just, you know, I, I have to take Stevie, I have to take Sammy's word for it being, you know, the champion that he is that it's going to be fast and, and um, he thinks it's going to be a good show. He said if he could find a cup car, um, if he could find a truck, he'd love to get back in there and race and and I think that speaks volumes as to what kind of challenge it's going to present for these competitors. Well, yeah, we're already kind of starting to see um starting to see some of the dirt guys. Of course, Chris Windham is going to be in with Rick Ware Racing. Shane Golobis is going to be with Team Live Fast. And then in the truck series, guys that aren't having experience on dirt, like, you know, like Kevin Harvick is going to be in the truck race. I've heard other names that might be in there uh, as well. Chase Briscoe is going to be in the truck race as well. W what's it like for, you know, are we going to see a lot of the cup guys go into in the truck race if rides are available to maybe get that extra experience, you think? Well, I, uh, the way NASCAR is giving these guys, you know, a, a day of practice on Friday, right? But um, without the practice that we have had in the past, without being able to test the way that we have in the past, um, you know, some of the guys are going to run the the nationals the week, I, I guess it's next weekend. Um, so I, there are a lot of people going out of their way to just try to learn the surface and, and try to get acquainted with the dirt. Um, you know, the dirt that is actually going to be on that track because every dirt track is different. Um, but, you know, I think you're seeing this year quite a lot that these guys are running, you know, Tyler Reddick jumping in and, and running into Xfinity races. He wouldn't have done that in the past, um, you know, but now being able to get that seat time is really helping these guys on Sunday. And um, I think that that is kind of... <laughs> You, they're going to start pushing these other guys out of these cars or the bigger teams are going to come up with, uh, you know, additional cars for these guys to run. Um, I would get the sponsor, you know, if I was a team owner and I had a guy that needed a little help somewhere, um, you know, I'd go into that sponsor bank and, and hit them up for an Xfinity race just so they could get up to speed because, um, you know, certain guys are going to need it. And, and you know, we've seen Storthaus Racing, uh, this season, they have not come out of the box hot. You know, this is not typical SHR. I mean, um, it, I think it'll be pretty telltale this weekend what we see because Kevin Harvick was good at Phoenix in the spring. But I can see these guys using opportunities, not just at dirt, but other tracks this season, running Xfinity or running truck uh, just to get acclimated to the racing surface and, and see uh, what the conditions are. So when this format gets for the Bristol Dirt Race, if you follow Dirt, it's going to, the format for the race is going to look very familiar to Dirt fans. It's going to be, you know, kind of explain the format for people that may not follow, follow Dirt Race. Well, I don't have the cheat sheet in front of me, but, you know, typical world, let's, let's just use World of Outlaws, for example, there is usually, you know, first you have um, hot laps, get up to speed, and, you know, we're going to have hot laps, so to speak, with practice on on friday and then you would have the heats and um what are what are the heat you and what the heat laps are 
um, at, for NASCAR. I don't have the cheat. I'm sorry. I don't have a cheat sheet. Um, we're, we're saying 15. So 15 lap heat races. So the, the guys who um, would advance off those heat races, they would go to, um, well, the guys that don't, let's say, they go to the last chance qualifier. Um, so the guy, you know, then you would have another race for the guys that win the heats and the, you know, like the two fastest guys out of each heat. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to look very similar, but I mean, I think people are going to show up. I mean, to me, and, you know, I wrote this for the track. I mean, this to me is the biggest race of the year. Daytona 500, you know, we've, we've been there, done that, you know, you know, expect the unexpected, but this is really expect the unexpected because no one knows what it's going to be like going in there. And I think fans are really going to eat it up. Yeah. So obviously we see, you know, dirt guys like Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, Chase Briscoe, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Those guys okay. who have yeah. advantage at the racetrack, but other, you know, we see guys like Chase Elliott. I mean, he was at the Chili Bowl and, you know, a lot of these guys are going out and getting you know, the, in the Bristol Dirt Nationals. Which Joey is- Logano at Volusia. I mean, Joey, my gosh, you know, and Joey had a, made really good points because he really had to earn the respect of the fan base at Volusia because those are hardcore guys that show up at, at, at Volusia. And, you know, a lot of times they'll go from there and they'll drive across the state over to Bubba, uh, you know, and take in the midget show. And that's where Chase Elliott was. And, you know, you mentioned Chase Elliott. Chase kind of got his teeth, you know, kind of got his, his feet wet, so to speak, out at Millbridge and, and ran a ran a show with some of the regular guys that run dirt. Then he he went and had his ass handed to him, quite frankly, at Chili Bowl, because people go in there, you know, like Ferrucci. Santino went there last year, not this past January, but the year before to try to get a feel for what that would be like. And it was, you know, he did it. What he did was admirable. Ryan Newman went last year. We had a lot of first timers the year before. So that was fun to watch. Um, But Chase, my gosh, Chase had his ass handed to him this year, but he didn't stop there. You know, it was a learning experience. It was a building experience. He went to the USAC opener at Bubba and won a heat race. So, um, you know, I I give him props for not giving up. Yeah. (coughs) Sorry. You're fine. You know, with this race, and who do you think is going to, you know, end up the favorite of this to win? Larson. Larson. <laughs> is- I mean, Larson, you know, he was batting over 500 on dirt last year. Larson loves Bristol. Then you put dirt on it. I mean, that's a recipe for success for the kid. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, you can, I see young money all the way. Explain Kyle Larson and how he just became so good at this dirt because we only because you know we there's the expert you know we got all these good dirt racers like you know of course Tracy Hines and Scott Bloom Johnny Schatz and and Steve Kinzer when you have and you have someone like Kyle come along it's is it what we don't see someone like that in the dirt world come along and dominate like he did last year and years before that well, he also had one of the all-time best uh, crew chiefs behind him too. So you have to, you kind of have to give him credit for that. I got to get a drink of water. Sorry. You're good. Um, no, but I mean, he and Paul Silva working together 
was a magical combination. And Paul's worked with a lot of the top guys over there. He went back to work with Rico Abreu this year. Yeah. Um, but Paul, you know, Paul was just magical. But to have a season like that is just, it, it's really unheard of. I mean, you, you've seen guys, you know, the Donnie Shots of the world is, you know, you, you mentioned some of these guys. I mean, back, you know, back in the day, Steve Kinser, I mean, the, you know, he's the goat. Um, Donnie Schatz is, is chasing him now, but you have all these guys and they have just been, you know, amazing. But what Larson did not only, you know, was in World of Outlaws, it was in Midgets, it was in Silver Crown. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you know, sprint cars, non-wing, late models. I mean, whatever he would get into, he could win in any different. To me, that is absolutely um sign of a champion and i you know last year casey before he did you know before he made that mistake that you know probably would have cost some a lesser talent their career right you never if kyle larson didn't have the talent that he has you would have never heard of him after last year he would have just you know gone by the wayside but um Kyle Larson was coming off of a season and, and, you know, two years ago, we went to New Zealand and watched him and Christopher Bell race and um, Sunshine, Tyler Courtney was there, Wyndham was there, um, you know, and, and good, good group of, of dirt racers from the Ameri- from America. And you just knew after he won that first golden driller at the Chili Bowl that he was going to come out strong last year. Well, then COVID hit on March 13th, 13th, Friday the 13th. And the whole, you know, life just kind of changed for all of us. But had Larson not made that mistake, and I'm not sure whether, you know, being on hiatus for a couple of months would have affected his momentum. But the momentum that he brought after such a spectacular season on dirt last year to come in and do what he's doing now. I mean, if he doesn't go into the wall at in the Daytona road course race, he'd probably have, you know, four top tens right now. He could be leading the points. I mean, he's just that good. You And he find, he's finally in, in top-notch equipment. I mean, think about running Chip Ganassi stuff, okay? The fact that Kurt Busch wins every year that he's been there is simply a fact that he's a champion. And, um, you know, Larson was held back by that organization. He's not held back anymore. He has no excuses. And um, if he goes out and, and wins six races this year, I don't think you or I or anyone who covers this sport will be surprised. Yeah. All right. Lee Spencer, thank you so much for talking some talking about some dirt, and uh, we'll look forward to the Bristol Dirt Race this weekend, um, in two weeks, I should say, um, and enjoy Phoenix this weekend. Here's to getting dirty. Yeah.